it's time once again for another episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Emily Rowell. It's that time of the morning uh, for Emily to lose it, our host uh, on Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. Oh, Emily, so good. good morning. Welcome to the show. We have new to your music. Show. We have yeah, new music. Know, yeah, threw so you off. Sorry. It threw yeah. me off. I really like it, though. Thank you for nice. that. Nice. All right. I'm sorry. This is Atlanta Legal Experts Radio, and I am your host, Emily Rowell, with Peachtree Offices. Um, welcome back to another awesome and exciting show. And you already heard Rich Casanova. Uh, he will be helping me in co-hosting, producing, engineering, everything else. Uh, All the hats. Made the coffee this morning, so uh, <laughs> everybody's here ready to go. Yay. And I've got some special guests today. I'm really excited to announce that I've got the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys on today. The representation of the Georgia Association of Black Women <laughs> Attorneys on. Um, but first, I would like to definitely mention our sponsors. Uh, we've got <clears throat> Peachtree Offices, where you can work virtually anywhere. 3A Law Practice Management, helping you start and build your practice, and Atlanta's own John Marshall Law School. You can find their local and logo and link to their website on atlantalegalexperts.com, and you can also find all of the past shows on this website and any other information we have coming up. So I welcome today Ms. Ajwa. Seymour. She is the president of the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys. Good morning. Good morning, Emily. Thank you for having us today. And I like the theme music, too. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I know. I started grooving out. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a radio host. I got to do this. And then I have Tori Silas. She's the vice president. Good morning. Good morning, Emily. And I have Cheryl Barnes, who will be joining us in just a moment. Her, her She is a program management officer. And so I will go ahead and start with Adwa Seymour the president of the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys. And she has um, been active in GABWA, as they say, uh, for many years after being awarded a GABWA scholarship while in law school. Good for you. Thank you. She has served in numerous leadership and officer roles, including serving as president-elect, vice president, member-at-large, and interbar relations chair. She also serves on the board of the GABWA Foundation, a 501c3 organization founded to facilitate GABWA's charitable and educational activities. GABWA's theme in 2015 is growing stronger in our passion, purpose, and power. Adwa is also a business litigation partner at the global law firm of Brian Cave, LLP, where she defends businesses in disputes involving their customers. So tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, about my practice specifically? Yes, yes. Uh, I enjoy it. I've actually been with Brian K. We were formerly Powell Goldstein when I started back in 2006 and uh, merged with Brian Cave. Uh, but it's a large firm uh, that has afforded me a lot of opportunities to represent all sorts of businesses. I think I started my practice in products liability, uh, which, you know, when a product breaks down, I always tell people like when the product breaks or when you're, uh, when the coffee spills on you and it's too hot and you want to sue McDonald's, yeah, I, I, don't call me. McDonald's will call me to represent them. <laughs> That's Got what it. I do. Um, awesome. But as, I, as my practice evolved, uh, I became highly specialized in alternative dispute resolution, uh, where I'm both certified as a mediator and arbitrator. And I found that my 
clients started calling me more anytime they had a consumer problem, whether litigation was filed or before litigation to help them solve their problems. They'd call me and say, Ajwa, can you handle it? And so I would get involved very early on uh, mediating cases before litigation, uh, finding nice. alternative ways to resolve a dispute. And I just enjoy working closely with my clients to accomplish their goals. Fantastic. And what kind of got you into law? I want to back up just a little bit more. What, what kind of got you to where you are today? I have the stereotypical story. I always wanted to be a lawyer. Always okay. wanted to be a lawyer. I do hear that a lot on the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> um, I think I'm just, I've always been one of those natural advocates going back to first grade. And uh, I majored in diplomacy and foreign affairs and undergrad, surprise, surprise, having a alternative dispute resolution uh, specialty. Right. But majored in diplomacy and foreign affairs. And I actually thought I would do child advocacy. Um, I have a heart for children. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is really where my pro bono passions lie but did very well in law school and uh, really enjoyed the intellectual challenges of business, of corporate work, and started at a large law firm that now affords me the opportunity to do pro bono work in child advocacy. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that when your path takes you where you want to go. Yeah. Um, and so that actually helped you become the president of the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys. Can you tell me a little bit about the association and Absolutely. the history of the association? Absolutely. I mean, there are numerous bar or associations that you can get involved in in the metro Atlanta area, or really nationally. Mm -hmm. uh, but Gabwa's mission is to nurture, support, and galvanize the power of black women attorneys to advocate for women and children and to empower our communities. So I think that Gabwa is a unique organization and that it's more than just the professional development of its lawyers. We also have this advocacy piece for children. We also believe very strongly that we should be empowering our communities through uh, legal education, mm -hmm. through using our legal acumen to do pro bono work for, uh, for uh, individuals in the community. And again, for me, for someone who has a heart for child advocacy, who also feels passionate about the law, it was really a natural fit for me to get involved in, in Gabwa such an early time in my legal career. So how long have you been involved? I have been involved since law school. Uh, yeah. I when I was that's right because you run the scholarship. That's right. That's right. And I remember being in law school. I was, uh, you know, my my daughter was five at the time, so I was a single mom in law school, just trying to get through grades and knowing that the bar exam was coming up. And for those aspiring lawyers who are listening, you know, bar exam prep can be thousands of dollars. And sure. I was yeah. really wondering how in the world am I going to pay for it? And a professor talked about this organization called Gap. And I said, what is that? And I said, it's the Georgia <laughs> Association of Black Women Attorneys. They have a scholarship. You need to apply. And so I applied, and that was my first introduction, and got That's the awesome. scholarship and felt indebted to the organization, so immediately sure. began to serve right after law school. Um, so tell me a little bit um when did they? When did it become involved? The history of it. I think you uh, said it. And I can't remember. Sure, Gabwa started about thirty-four years ago. Wow! And it really started because you had a group of women. We have our founders, who is now uh, one of the former chief justice of the uh, justices of the Georgia Supreme Court, Justice Chief Justice Leah Ward Sears, as well as Judge Barbara Harris and Judge Benson Tefta Lane. And at the time, they were just Leah, Benny, and uh, uh, Barbara. You yeah. know, thirty-four years ago, right. but they felt the need to start an organization that was really geared towards promoting black women attorneys and not just an organization that helped with professional de development. Again, it was the advocacy. It mm -hmm. was the empowerment, being able to be politically active when at a time most laws, most law uh, legal organizations were not. Sure. And they talk about how they would meet in 
uh, a member's home in order to have their meetings. And now today we're over 800 members strong. Wow. That's awesome. So um, how did you come up with the 2015 theme? Sure. uh, Because when I think about a Gabwa member, they are typically passionate about their pursuits, whether it be corporate work or pro bono work or whatever that may be, uh, public interest work. And I noticed that they, when they are walking in their purpose and pursuing their passion, they're powerful. Sure. And so to me, that passion, purpose, and power, and power embodies a Gabwa member. And I say member because we're a very diverse organization. Mm-hmm. People are surprised to know we have men and women who are members. We have judges, TV personalities, all sorts of individuals. And mm-hmm. so it's not just the black female. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Growing Stronger, our immediate past president, Tracy Benzo, had a tagline that she used last year, stronger together. We're stronger together. Like and that. as we, and we've noticed that in the last seven years, we've almost doubled in size in terms of our organization. Wow. So I felt it was important that this year we focus on growing stronger mm-hmm. in our passion, purpose, and power. That's, that's wonderful. And it's funny because we're going to call it the three Ps. <laughs> 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 but when you follow your passion, you're always going to be blessed to be able to be provided for, I think, because you're going to enjoy what you're doing. You're going to do it the best you know, instead of just a day-to-day job that you just have to get that paycheck Absolutely. to me. And that's kind of what you're um, describing. Absolutely. All right, uh, Rich Kasson over here, the producer engineer for Atlanta Legal Experts uh, Radio. 800 members. Wow. Yes. That's uh, <laughs> was just starting with three or just a handful, right? Exactly. Wow. So it's, it's been amazing to see the support we get from our judges, from yeah. business uh, executives, uh, from our members for the organization. And, and really just in a uh, relatively brief amount of time compared to some of these organizations that have been out since, since around since the 1800s or something, you know, so, mm-hmm. I mean, 30 years. And uh, TV personalities, maybe, Emily, you can get in on that as a radio personality. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one, you'd have to be a lawyer, which you're not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend but, to be Yeah, one. but I was, uh, you sent over some notes in advance of the show, and I had a question about this um, topic of Saving Our Family series. What's that about? That's right. So in the last few years, our members have been having very strong conversations about, um, it really started with, with the Trayvon Martin in- incident. Um, I myself have a son. I have a six-year-old. And at the time, I think he was three or four. And, you know, raising a black male, my husband and I would jokingly talk about how, you know, how we're going to have to raise him right. And, um, you know, and worrying about the way he would be perceived. And then Trayvon Martin happened where, you know, a kid who um, was really misidentified, I think, in terms of what he was doing that night, the night that he was shot and killed. And that started discussions within Gabwa. Um, and then we're seeing things around police relations and our youth. And that started discussions in Gabwa. And so I felt very strongly this year that we would do a Saving Our Family series. And it started first with Saving Our Daughters in May, where we talked about uh, the, uh, the uh, issues of human tra- uh, sex trafficking here in Atlanta, in the metro Atlanta area, and across the country. And the recent Safe Harbor bill that uh, St- Senator Unterman, Senator Renee Unterman had sponsored in the Georgia legislature. We had her come out to our meeting. She talked to our children. The meeting was open to our daughters, to young teens to come and talk about those issues. Uh, and then we we moved into June where uh, Cheryl Barnes is here with us today, where we talked about saving our sons, uh, raising young men in a complex world, where we talked about the issues of like Trayvon Martin and what happened in Ferguson and Baltimore, Maryland, and really educating our young people. We opened that up to the community. We had over 150, I think, in attendance 
attendance. Uh, our nice. councilman, council member, C.T. Martin, uh, hosted us that night. And it was just a wonderful time to be able to educate our children. And this uh, October, October 22nd, we have the third installment, installment, which is our Saving Our Mothers and Sisters, where we're talking about issues around breast cancer and domestic violence and how to advocate for oneself, both in the health care arena as well as noticing the signs of domestic violence and how to protect our um, our members, our family, our friends. Because the thing is, people think that lawyers, um, we know we're, we're well educated. We know that we have a tremendous responsibility uh, to use our legal knowledge in order to help others. But in each of these areas, we there I have sensed a helplessness from our members in trying to figure out how do we handle these issues. It's very real to us, and so that's part of the Saving Our Family series. We will culminate this entire series with the um, uh, annual, with our first ever youth summit on November 14th. So hopefully, you can so hear that, more about that. That was one of our next questions. But uh, yeah, speaking of Senator Utterman, we had her here in the studio, and the statistics on the trafficking is just. Oh. I mean, shocking. It's just, it's, it, it's one of those things that, but we lead across, uh, um, I mean, uh, you know, embarrassingly, we, we lead across those. And it's, it's the uh, epicenter of sex trafficking in the country. Yes. I mean, that, it's mm-hmm. the average person. I mean, you wouldn't even connect those dots that that's going on right in our backyard. Exactly. And I, I mean, that was something that I was surprised to hear as I got more and more educated yeah. on that issue. Yeah. So I feel like we have to speak up. We have to educate. So talk to us about the upcoming youth summit. Uh, Give us some information well, on that. I'm very excited yeah, yeah. about that. So Cheryl Barnes, who's here with us today, she came to me last year when I was planning this year and she said, you know what, Ajwa? We've got to do a youth summit. And again, it was around all of these issues that that we have been grappling with as an organization. And Gatwa women, I mean, when you say we're going to do something, we just do it. That's what we do. We just do it. Never done it before. Everything is from scratch. I mean, really just getting it up off the ground. And I, I'd love to hear, have Cheryl talk a little bit more about that and, and where that idea came from. But I thought knowing that I was going to do this Saving Our Family series, this would be a nice ending to the year to be able to bring all of these issues together and now let's educate and empower our youth. I just love that because to me, it, and it's probably a great organization where you actually refer, you know, have referrals for each other and, and increase your business and, and you're very um, prosperous as an organization, but to have that other side where you're actually giving back is just completely it's a surprise to me. I mean, I, yeah. I knew it a little bit, but right, yeah. <laughs> everything look, you described was Well, awesome. we definitely look forward to, uh, to Cheryl sharing the information on the Youth Summit. So uh, uh, at this point, tell our listeners the best way to find out about your firm and then the organization. Sure. So with my firm, uh, you can reach us at www.briancave.com, and that's B-R-Y-A-N-C-A-V-E. Uh, and we do all sorts of not just litigation, not just bu- business litigation, but corporate work, anything related to business. Businesses and we do it globally uh, in all uh, in uh, Europe and uh, uh, the Asian countries, as well as here in South America as well. And so I encourage you to go and see, uh, go to our website and learn more about us. And with Gabwa, you can visit us at www.gabwa.org, and that's G-A-B-W-A. Uh, and you can learn more about uh, the n- numerous committees and sections and programs and events that Gabwa has going on. Well, good thing you got those uh, letters as a domain name, whatever, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's what, that's what, that's what, maybe the world's largest just longest 
domain name otherwise if you spell it all out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for um, listening. We are listening to Atlanta Legal Experts Radio, and I am your host, Emily Rowell, with Peachtree Offices. And Ale is brought, I say Ale, <laughs> Ale is brought to you in part by Peachtree Offices, work, work, work virtually anywhere, and 3A Law Practice Management, helping you start and build your practice. And Atlanta's own John Marshall Law School. Again, you can go to atlantalegalexpertsradio.com and find all their links to the sponsors and all the information of, about their websites. Um, so we will welcome Tori Silas. Good morning. Good morning, Emily. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for being here this morning. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. And Tori is actually the vice president of 2015 Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys, and she has been an active member of GABWA since 2005 and currently serves as the vice president. She is also the fundraising chair for the GABWA Foundation. And if you'll just tell me kind of how you got involved. Certainly. Um, unlike Ajwa, I did not attend law school here in Georgia. And so my first introduction to the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys was when I relocated from Texas in 2005 and started working for a firm by the name of Paul Hastings. And there are a number of women um, that were there at the firm with me. And I was just really just trying to find my way, mm -hmm. um, having gone to undergraduate um, school here at Georgia Tech, but then coming back in a completely different setting as a legal professional, uh, wanting to make connections and, and draw upon others and, again, finding my way in the legal community. And so a number of women in my firm suggested that I become involved with GABWA. Oh, wonderful. And it how did it how did it work out? I mean, now you're vice president. You know, obviously it worked. Yeah, it, it, it seemed to have worked out well. Um, in 2005, I was a dues-paying member. In 06, 07, I was a dues-paying member. Um, but in 2008, uh, I became involved with our um, on our auction committee, and so. Um, as Ajwa noted earlier, the GABWA Foundation is the 501c3 um, portion of the of our organization. Mm -hmm. um, it's the arm that we use to run all of our charitable um, um, endeavors through. Gotcha. And so each year we host a our annual glitter gala and auction. And um, one large <laughs> component of that event, it usually happens every uh, summer, usually in July, June or July, but a very large component of that um, event um, is the fundraising aspect. Mm -hmm. It's how we fund all of the programs. Um, one of our signature programs is our uh, scholarship program. And so I became a procurement queen. Um, very good at begging, really, to get <laughs> our um, auction items and so that we can raise funds to fund the programming of the Gabble Foundation. That's awesome. So tell me, um, what is the joint mission you have here? Tell us a little bit about that with Gabwa. Right. And so, I mean, as Oshawa indicated, um, the... GABWA was uh, founded in 1981, and in 1983, uh, the GABWA Foundation was founded. And again, it's in connection with um, really putting the organization in a position that it can operate as a nonprofit, gotcha. while the um, Voluntary Bar Association, GABWA, as we refer to it proper, is mostly focused on professional development, making certain that our uh, members are in positions to reach their goals mm -hmm. from a professional standpoint. The GABWA Foundation has 
key signature programs that um, that it focuses on. The first of which is the scholarship program. Each year, we give away anywhere between twenty-five and thirty thousand dollars to young women attending law school here in the state of Georgia. Wow! In addition to that, we have our sister-to-sister uh, mentoring program. It is a collaboration with the Fulton County and um, has recently expanded to DeKalb County uh, Juvenile Courts, where young women that are status offenders, if you will, mm-hmm. nonviolent, um, they've been charged with nonviolent offenses, mm-hmm. as opposed to just simply having them serve probation. In addition to probation, they participate in a year-long program whereby they are um, matched with a mentor, and they're really taught lessons that they may not have an opportunity to learn otherwise. And so those young ladies meet, um, again, over the course of a 12-month period, twice a month. I'm learning so much about you guys. It's just amazing all the different things you have um, going on in the community. It's just, it's, I I wasn't expecting this at all. So it's just wonderful to hear all the things that you do. Um, So tell me, um, can anyone, because you were saying that, you know, you have that sister-to-sister program, but can anybody become a member of GABA? Absolutely. Um, As Ajwa indicated, um, we have over 800 members at this time, and those members uh, range in age and in practice areas. Uh, One need not be a lawyer to uh, become a member of GABA. So yes, Emily, we would love to have you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can become a member. So we have um, our regular members, which are practicing attorneys, uh, whether they're judges or you know whether they're um, at large law firms or in-house, like myself. Uh, We have our associate members, and these are uh, a membership class that is um, essentially for those that want to become affiliated with the organization, but they're not um, an attorney. Mm -hmm. And then we have student memberships that, and that goes for both college students as well as law students. Um, I would love to learn if you guys have, and you can kind of think about it, because this is not one of the questions you gave me, but any more of those programs that you have going on, I'd love for you guys to, to talk about those, anything that you haven't mentioned yet, just so that people really understand everything that you guys are doing and have to offer for the community. Um, so tell me, what is the most important thing you would like for everybody to know about the organization? Absolutely. The most important thing I think about the organization is the fact that we are committed to not only the um, advancement from a professional standpoint for our members, um, the advancement of our communities. Um, those to me, are, I think, are the, some of the most important. And just our commitment to the organization, uh, the commitment to the communities that we live and work and play in. And do you have any involvement in the upcoming Youth Summit? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding her head. Yeah. Yes, oh, I yeah. do. Um, so at this time, I am co-chairing our sponsorship um, subcommittee, which is tasked with raising the funds to um, underwrite the uh, the youth summit. In addition to that, um, I, I I guess you could say my my role. Uh, in this youth summit and really, and really as it relates to the organization as a whole is just I'm kind of a um, I like to think of myself kind of an Olivia Pope type fixer if something <laughs> needs to to be done and nobody else will step up and do it and so I'll step up and do it and so from that perspective um, I'm fortunate to work for an organization Cox Enterprises we um, happen to own a small little television station WSB TV <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> so I am uh, reaching out to my clients because they are my clients to support us in in whatever way that we can. Hopefully we'll get some of our um, anchors to participate. Oh, that's Um, awesome. 
In addition to that, we've reached out to local organizations, uh, retail, um, restaurants to support us by uh, sponsoring either in kind or in mm -hmm. a monetary from a monetary perspective. Uh, we're organize, organizing uh, videography um, such that we will have this memorialized because it again it is our inaugural event. It's wonderful, and you're like yes. I, you're like chomping at the bit here, trying to say something. You're more than welcome to come. <laughs> no, and say. I'm just excited when we talk about the youth summit. As yeah. Tori mentioned, I mean this is just it's a new thing for us. So we are trying to even just raise the funds to do this, but we're believing that it's going to happen and that sure. it's going to take off. You did mention like other programs we had, and it just hit me we didn't talk about our academies. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. People are surprised to hear that we have two academies: the Judicial oh, wow. and Public Office Academy that we have for members who are aspiring judges or want to run for political office or be appointed to political office or to any judicial office as well. And then we also have our Professional Development Academy, which we're right in the middle of right now. I was just at a meeting last night, but they meet in the fall and in the spring. But those are for our young attorneys, those law students who are in their third year of law school, third and fourth year of law school, uh, up through their fourth year of practice to, to teach them professional development. And so those are two things people are always surprised to hear that Gabwa has. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. And I think another item um, that I neglected to mention was our civil pro bono project. It's our wills project. Um, and in that project, what we do is we host trainings such that we can um, provide instruction to attorneys that don't that do not necessarily practice in a trust in a state's manner but put them in a position where they feel comfortable um, developing wills and wills are provided for uh, individuals that are terminally ill and mm -hmm. that program has to date been traditionally focused here in the Atlanta area and now we're beginning to take that statewide wow you know you bring a lot to the table Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not saying literally, like I'm saying. No, and, 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 and now, quite honestly, now I know it's why. a collective effort. Um, when yeah. you have 800 members strong, you can just imagine the wealth of knowledge, sure. the wealth of experience, mm -hmm. and just practical differences that we all bring to the table. And we leverage all of those to serve the community. That's awesome, because that's why Ajwa was sitting there, like, nodding her head. Like, oh, yeah, she brings a lot to this, especially <laughs> to the event, yes. too. You've got a lot of connections. And it sounds to me like you're really good at getting the um, fundraising as well. Yes. You're kind of like me. Like, I'll get you there. <laughs> I'll bring them in. So that's wonderful. And, again, if you can just talk about how our listeners can reach you and your organization. Um, Absolutely. Um, and so you can actually find out information about the Gabwa Foundation at the same URL as Gabwa. It's G-A-B-W-A dot org. Um, and in light of the fact that I serve as the president of the of GAPWA, the Voluntary Bar Association, I can be reached at vice.president at G-A-B-W-A dot org. Awesome. awesome. All right. Uh, Rich Casanova here once again, and you're listening to Atlanta Legal Experts with your host, Emily Rao, uh, here at the beautiful Peachtree offices in Buckhead, uh, streaming live around the world. So uh, for folks... Um, Coming to Atlanta, maybe relocating their practice, uh, give these ladies a call. And they're doing some amazing work uh, throughout Georgia. And we also want to thank our uh, sponsors, uh, Peachtree Offices, where you can work virtually anywhere uh, or somewhere or here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 3A Law Practice, uh, helping you start and build your practice. Atlanta's John Marshall Law School. And you can find all their information at the website, atlantalegalexperts.com. And uh, we have another guest uh, joining us in the studio. Emily, who do you have up next? I have Cheryl Barnes. Last but definitely not least, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Emily. Good morning. Good morning. Now, she is currently the program, pro, sorry, program management officer in the Office 
of the City of Atlanta Solicitor, where she serves as an advisor and trainer on legal issues and manages grants for the solicitor's office. In her previous position as Senior Assistant Solicitor, Mrs. Barnes prosecuted various city ordinance and state traffic violations and conducted preliminary hearings on misdemeanor and felony charges, including child molestation, sexual assault, rape, theft crimes, drug charges, aggravated assault, and murders. Mrs. Barnes also administered the pretrial intervention for traffic program. Prior to graduating from Emory University of the School of Law, she, was, she practiced as a certified public accountant and has taught accounting at local universities. Mrs. Barnes has been an active member of the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys for many years, where she has chaired several past initiatives. Additionally, she's an active member of the State Bar of Georgia, where she serves on the Audit Committee. She serves also on several boards and is very active in Metro Atlanta community. She has received numerous awards as, and is a life member of the Florida A&M Alumni Association and Delta Sigma Theta Soror Sorority. Did I say that right? That's correct. <laughs> I was reading the first part of your biography and saying, how could she sleep at night? And then when I saw she administered the pretrial intervention for the traffic program, I understood how you could sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, in, in my career as a prosecutor, having the opportunity to offer um, alternative sentencing programs has really been one of the most rewarding parts of it, to give people an opportunity to start over, mm -hmm. to give them a second chance. Because a lot of people just make a mistake. Sure. And, sure. They, real, and they realize that mistake, and if you're willing to give them a second chance, a lot of times they can go on and do great things. I've had a number of people that I have prosecuted and s sent to alternative programs come back and say how wonderful that was, how they got an opportunity to get an education because oftentimes we send them to GED programs and job mm -hmm. training and as well as doing community service and sometimes they even continue that community service even after their sentence is over. So it's been very rewarding. Yeah, sometimes a mistake can just compile into a mess. Right. Yeah, so that's wonderful that you're giving people a second chance. Everybody deserves it. Yes. Some mistakes cost a lot more than others. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, we're here with the, you know, everybody's representing the association. Tell me what your involvement is. Well, this year I am the chair of our youth summit, which is something I am so excited and passionate about. I mean, <laughs> it is really an opportunity for us to give back to the community on a large basis. We are targeting middle and high school students for this program, and we have a wide variety of subjects that we plan to train them on. On November 14th at Grady High School uh, from 9 to 4.15. So the morning we are devoting to a Know Your Rights training. We will have um, the local um, chapter of NOBLE, which is the National Organization of Law Enforcement mm -hmm. Officers, uh, of black law enforcement officers, to come out and do some training, as well as defense attorneys who practice in the area. So these young people will get an opportunity to see it from the police side as well as from the defense side so yeah. that when they engage with the police they can go home safely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that, that is our goal here because we are so passionate about seeing not only our young men but also our young women who um, encounter the police mm -hmm. to have an opportunity to engage 
appropriately such that they go home safe at night to their parents. Mm -hmm. It's so important because you're not taught that in school. That's correct. You know, and the only, only the police officers are, you know, learn about laws and, and what's, you know, the right and wrong thing to do. And so to be able to educate just how to just hold yourself, you know, and, and know what your rights are, it's just, that's amazing. Yes. How many people are you expecting? Well, we're expecting um, at least 250 students that's as well wonderful. as um, about 50 parents. Because, okay. you know, a lot of times parents want to know what their children are being educated about, and they want to sure. learn about these things as well. Mm -hmm. So we have also invited parents to come and participate. It's very powerful. I'm going to start using the P's again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Uh, now, what, what age groups are, um, are involved? Middle and high school students. Okay. So um, we feel that that's an age where the information that we're providing, because some of the subject matter is um, very mature, and we feel that this is a good time to educate them on how to protect themselves, because in addition to the Know Your Rights uh, portion that we're having in the morning. In the afternoon, we're going to have breakout sessions, and they'll get an opportunity to choose the breakout sessions that they would like to go to. We have two, two, set, two sets of concurrent sessions, and we'll be addressing domestic violence, uh, human trafficking, as well as conflict resolution, which you know is very important for um, young kids to know how to engage properly and negotiate their way out of situations. Mm -hmm. as, well, big time. I think just the average civilian like myself, I mean, I'm not a subject matter expert, but you just sometimes when you interact with law enforcement, you don't know kind of um, that you're unknowingly doing something that's going to cause a uh, inappropriate interaction. And like Emily was saying, these these are folks that have been in, uh, as, in the um, uh, law enforcement as their livelihood, they kind of know, and maybe they, they take for granted that you're supposed to uh, do or not do this, right? And uh, I mean, I think everybody, whenever you see those uh, lights come on or, or just a vehicle beside out. you, even without the lights, you notice all the traffic kind of slows down, you know, <laughs> it's just like, but um, uh, it, I mean, it's just, we don't try to get into too much politics, but it's, I mean, you, you can't uh, live in today's society and not just be, uh, you know, just stunned by what's going on. Right. And uh, but I, what I hear y'all taking is a positive, more proactive approach, right, to maybe circumvent some of this. Absolutely. And to keep these situations from escalating, yeah. because oftentimes the escalation is very quick. Right. And then you're in a situation that you can't get out of. So we are trying um, in this program to teach students how to keep from having this situation escalate not only in the knowing your rights but also with the conflict resolution we're also going to have an education advocacy session um, another thing that we decided to do this year was to start a youth council and as part of that we asked the students what do you want to know what do you want right. us to train you on and education advocacy was one of the things that they wanted to know about I mean, that's that's great concept, like the breakout sessions where people can kind of choose the topic. And this isn't really on the script, so you can pass or play on this. And uh, But I'm just kind of curious as a listener, maybe listeners as well, is there any kind of like quick um, uh, takeaways on your perspective with all your experience in the legal uh, uh, arena when you do interact with law enforcement, some, do, you know, do's and don'ts? Is there what's on the short list of not don't do this that would escalate? Well, certainly... Um you know, to, to be... I mean, you can pass on this if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of like intrigued. Uh. Well, well, certainly to, uh, to 
be compliant to listen okay. because I, I think listening is one of the main things that you have to do in any situation to make sure that you're following instructions and that you definitely don't want to give away your rights. You want to know what you can and cannot do, but also with interacting with the officer, just listen, right. I think would make these situations not escalate a lot of times. I mean, they're just doing their job. I can't imagine right. doing what they do, you know? Oh, absolutely. Right. And I have to say this, too. Um, we have several of our members who are prosecutors, you know, who work closely with our law enforcement officers and know the dangers that they face every single day, know the situations they get into. So when I tell you this, what has been happening in our country around these issues of, you know, police relations, it has really hit close, close to home. Oh, yeah. And some of us are torn, yeah. you know, when you know what these officers go through, but yet at the same time, seeing, you know, our young people feeling a lack of trust for law enforcement uh, and seeing situations that aren't right, right that tend to happen. And so our hope is to bring both sides at this youth summit and, and to really that. educate. I, mean, I absolutely love that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable task that they have on their plate. Every day they walk in a situation, they pull a car over, they interact with somebody. They don't, know, what, know, what's they don't know what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. that's their job, right? So they need to be trained to uh, interact professionally. But, um, yeah, it's I don't know if there's any short answers, but it's amazing work that you guys are doing to kind of uh, circumvent some of these issues. And I like the way you say that to have the – people trust the law enforcement because that's why they're there in the first place, you know. And then there's good people in every profession and and bad people, people, you know. And that's one reason why we invited uh, Noble to, because they actually have a grant from the Department of Justice to go out and do these kinds of presentations in the community um, to to talk about uh, engagement with law enforcement. So uh, we wanted to give both sides of the issue. I love that. So can we tell the listeners, or can you tell the listeners, exactly how they would find out more about the Youth Summit and how they can get involved? Well, once again, they can go to our website, which is www.gabwa.org. That's G-A-B-W-A. Also, we will be um, having a lot of of PSAs. We will be um, having flyers in schools. We're partnering with a lot of community organizations that have youth groups. So we will um, be having them register as Mm -hmm. groups as well as having individual students register. Um, We're engaging with schools that have mock trial programs and those kinds of things. So it's, um, there are a lot of opportunities for students to get involved. And we just are expecting this program to grow. We're very excited about it, particularly with this being our inaugural year. Sure, sure. Now, when is it again? It is November 14th at Grady High School from 9 a.m. to 4.15 in the afternoon. And we expect it to be a high energy, high charge day. (laughs) We're going to have some celebrity guest drop-ins. We're gonna have radio personalities, television personalities. So we want it to be not only an educational day, but a fun-filled day for the students. We're also gonna have some local sororities and fraternities perform during our lunch uh, program. So it's just gonna be a very exciting day. 
I want to go. <laughs> you are welcome. You're welcome. I do want to acknowledge, too, the Chick-fil-A Foundation, PepsiCo, and Frito-Lay. They signed on very, very early oh, that's awesome. to um, help with the food and all of that. Like I said, we're still right in the middle of fundraising and, and going full speed ahead. And so, you know, if there are listeners who are out there who want to support, who want to sponsor, please contact us. I can be reached at president at gabwa.org. And we will gladly give you visibility and just, we would just love that. Um, and then for our students who are interested as well, the, the the site for the actual youth summit will go live next week. And you can find that through www.gabwa.org, www.gabwa.org. Um, so that site will actually be available and registration sign up will be available starting next week as well. Oh, fantastic. So. Fantastic. So any last thoughts from anybody? Thank you for having us. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Um, sometimes we'd like to, if we have time, go to round the table. Just uh, what do you all do when you're not you know, uh, doing this amazing work that you're doing? What's kind of in your downtime or uh, some of your other passions when you take off your work hat, if you will? Um, uh, is there some mentors, organizations you're involved in or favorite books you like to go or destinations to travel? That's a multiple choice <laughs> question. So uh, kind of what drives you when you're not uh, working, I guess. Uh, Absolutely. Right now, my heart is dedicated to Gabwa this year as president, so it definitely <laughs> keeps me busy. But when I am not doing Gabwa work or, you know, working with my clients, it's definitely my family, my okay. two children. I have a 16-year-old and a six-year-old and my loving husband, who have all been very patient with me this year <laughs> as I've gotten through this year. Yeah. Yeah, for me as well. Um, Gabwa is my heart. Um, most of my very closest friends, one of which is Ajwa, um, have been formed through my involvement with Gabwa. But when I'm not doing Gabwa business, yeah. or for that matter, Cox Enterprises business, um, I am a runner that has since take, taken up cycling. Oh, wow. Um, I have a 12-pound little puppy that I like to spend time <laughs> with, as well as travel. Do you take your puppy uh, cycling with you? I haven't quite figured <laughs> put a out a little backpack that. or something or whatever, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately with him being as small as he is, yeah. he couldn't quite make anything beyond a three-mile run. Oh, okay, And yeah. so now my knees aren't making more beyond a three-mile run either, so hence the switch to cycling. So, Tori, is that what you, you do full-time then with uh, Gabwa? No, no, okay. it, it feels full-time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, full-time, I am actually Senior Counsel and Privacy Officer okay. at Cox Enterprises. Oh, I work okay. in their legal department. Okay, Cheryl? Um, well, I am very involved in this project this year at, that has taken up a lot of time, but um, I also have been involved in the Atlanta legal, in the Atlanta community uh, since I moved here many years ago, so I've worked with a, a number of organizations and, and been on boards. I'm very involved with my sorority as well as um, being on our foundation board, so I do a lot with that, And um, but my my passion is travel. I love oh, yeah. traveling. And, and when I uh, graduated from undergrad, I said, you know, I work to travel. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's on your short list that places you and you've enjoyed and would like to uh, still haven't made it to yet? Um, well, you know, my father uh, is retired Navy. Okay. And he, I, he says, I've been around the world seven times. And I asked him, in all of the places you've been, where's the place I must go before I I right, die. Yeah. And he told me Barbados. Oh, really? So I haven't had an opportunity to go there yet. So that's on my bucket list. But, you know, I've, I've been to Europe. I've been to Caribbean oh, islands, wow. Hawaii, Canada, those kinds of places. So there, I, I want to see as much of the world as I can. Well, I think that's the, the common 
Costa Rica? What's that? I won't be able to go to Costa Rica. But you, um, but Gabba had a fantastic Mediterranean cruise oh, really? years ago that, you, I, that I did. Wow. So we went to um, Rome and Paris wow. and, and uh, uh, several places in France and Italy. So it was a very enjoyable trip. From the Georgia delegation? Are there other similar groups in other states? or? Um, there are actually yeah. there are, there are other groups in other states that are you know for Black women attorneys right. but honestly I haven't seen any that have the scope of our mission and the breadth of our program so well, you're I'm very a little bit proud. biased as the I president well, I'm running out of paper like writing know, all right? the things that they do so I can see that yeah yeah but they went to Rome and uh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, so send us a postcard from Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> That'll do it for another show of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. I, we really appreciate the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys being here today. And uh, we look forward to next week. This is Emily Rowell again with Peachtree Offices. Thank you again for joining Emily Rowell and her guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio.